Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host, John Ronaldo, and I am joined here, as always, with Christopher Wesley. What's up, man? How are you today? Not, uh, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing well. There's not much going on. Uh, you know, just getting ready for the warmer weather here. And I mean, it's, it's been kind of warm. It, actually, I know people don't care and there are people who hate our banter, but it was warm <laughs> and then it got cold and then it's warm again. So yeah, uh, it has not been the smoothest of springs in the summer, but you know what? I love summer. Uh, I'm excited because John, we are going to get to hang out in it, as of the recording of this. And I think the release of this in like two weeks, uh, less than two weeks, we're going to get to hang out in Las Vegas. So I'm pumped, man. It's going to be a good time. And we'll have to maybe do, um, we'll, we'll definitely do a live recording. But one thing I was wondering, and I haven't even, this is just throwing it out here is like, we should do that spouse podcast, right? Like, oh. uh, that's even possible. Have yeah. your wife and my wife on, and they can just tear us apart about how we've <laughs> they can so tell hard all our dirty secrets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, maybe this is a conversation we shouldn't be having on the podcast, but you know, just to keep people enticed, and and maybe you will hear a guest appearance from our wives. Uh, potentially, that would be yeah. really interesting. We'll see what happens there. So, I'll have to talk with Rosie about that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, no, summertime is coming, uh, is, is here. Um, Memorial Day weekend has passed. And, and so it's hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, summer vacation, uh, and a chance to wind down or keep things going when it comes to ministry. And that's what we're going to talk about today, everybody, is when it comes to summertime, do you wind down? Or do you keep things going? And at what pace do you keep them going? Now, I want to throw a disclaimer to one of our big listeners out there, uh, Father Mike down in Tasmania, because right now it's wintertime for them. So uh, maybe he, he has wisdom on how they do it down under. But uh, for the rest of us in the Northern Hemisphere, yeah, how do you um, how do you do summer, John? So what what's been your experience in the past? You know, it's always been an interesting debate of whether we we break or not. And and we've talked about the history of church ministry, youth ministry, children's ministry, and how it was really founded upon the the academic model, the Catholic schools model. We've talked about that before in the past. And and what's really interesting is here we are, you know, 2019, and and we still have that model. Uh, even though the model is, is really somewhat outdated in terms of how we do parish ministry. Uh, and we certainly have data to suggest that that's strictly academic or that a model just doesn't work anymore in our parishes. And so um, what happens is we shut down, right? So many of our parishes will shut down. There's a lot of ministers I know who are on like a 10 month contract um, where they'll, they'll, they'll work from, you know, August to May or, or September to June. And, and then that's it. They, they don't work during the summer months. And, and I've always been against that. I mean, I'll just go right up front here, Chris, and say like, I am against shutting down during the summer. I am for being available and doing things during the summer. And I have one real simple reason why Chris is because Families have very different routines during the summer and they're much more available and flexible to do things during the summer on uh, weekdays, weeknights, weekends, weekend nights. Uh, and, and so there's an opportunity to reach people. There's an opportunity to evangelize an audience uh, 
of people in the church that maybe we don't normally get through the year because for some reason they just can't get involved during the year. So, so in a nutshell, I'm like, no, keep going. Let's keep, I understand we all need vacations and breaks of staff and, and we need to build those in throughout the year, but man, this is prime opportunity. I think if we're serious about evangelization, uh, you know, in the church today, we've got to take advantage of this unique time that we have in church world, which is called summer. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. And uh, for people who are listening, we're not just talking about youth and children's ministry. Um, this is like, I've seen this happen where parishes go to no music over the summer. So their musicians can take a break or um, they've gone to, um, you know, one less or two less masses, uh, you know, if they have multiple so that you know, people can take a break or because attendance goes, there's this myth, right? Attendance goes down because everyone goes away for the summers. And that's, that's not necessarily true. While some people might go away, there's a lot of people who are coming into your area, um, unless you live in it. Now this, the one, the one caveat to this all is if you live in a, uh, you know, a, a certain point where people do either uh, go away for a season or not, for example, um, I know churches on the Jersey shore or located on the beach, right? This is their busy season because everyone's coming and, and spending the summer there. Right. And it's very transient. Um, but if you live in a part of the country where it's, you know, not really, uh, people do not hang around for the summer, then yeah, there are things where you can tone back a little bit on that. But I think for the majority of people who are listening, that's not necessarily the case. And again, it's not children's and youth ministry. And, and, and with that too, you know, children's ministry, this is when they do vacation Bible school, um, high school and middle school youth ministry. They're doing work camps, retreats, things along those lines. So, yeah, they're changing up their schedule, even though they might have faith formation. But it's like, yeah, from a liturgical standpoint, uh, from a vacation standpoint, summer can be very disruptive to your momentum and your flow if you aren't, you know, approaching it in the right way. So I think, John, what I would like to talk about are some things that churches can do to still enjoy that summer kind of vacation feel, um, but not shut it down where come September, it's like, you know, uh, knocking off the rust and, and cleaning up the cobwebs and uh, hoping people will come back. Mm -hmm. uh, so are you ready for this? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, cool. So uh, let's talk about vacation, right? Um, would you say the majority of your vacation is done in the summer? I, yeah, I mean, I would say yes, and it, that's true for me personally, and, and the main reason why, quite honestly, is not because of my kids, but because of my wife is a teacher, right. uh, and so personally, because my wife's schedule is so tied to that, and as a teacher, those of you who are teachers, you know exactly what I'm talking about, it's so hard to miss during the school year, and, and although we've done it, and I've pulled my kids out of school for, for, for different trips and different things because of a wedding here or something like that. Uh, it's it's a lot of work for my wife, who's a teacher, in terms of uh, uh, getting subs and doing all that. Like it's just easier for her to stay. And so, so yeah, I do find that the majority of our vacation time uh, is usually planned around the summer. Now, with that said, it's like a week or two max. It's not like rarely do we go away for a month somewhere. Like this summer, we are going, you know. Uh, we're going to Yellowstone for a handful of days. We're going to be gone for like six days. 
that's like the extent of our like summer vacation, like travel away from home. The rest of the time we're really, for the most part, going to be home. Uh, and so even though we do do summer, we're not gone the entire summer. We're actually home the majority of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. No. And with my wife and I, you know, with our sons, they're off during the summer. So like taking a vacation during that time helps because it's either go on vacation as a family or pay for camps. Right. Um, cause they're just not old enough to be on their own or to, to get a job. So really it's, um, it's a similar sort of situation, but at the same time too, we do take week long vacations, you know, during the rest of the year because both of us are in jobs that are not necessarily um, as time sensitive or seasonally sensitive as a teacher, right? As a teacher. Um, But then, you know, I even remember struggling with that before Kate and I had kids you know, before um, I was even married to be like, do I still take all my vacation over the summer? And feeling like a little anxious if I couldn't figure out vacation time during the summertime uh, because I felt like once the school year started or once the ministry year started, then I definitely couldn't take it a week off or a couple of days off, which I think, uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up is while summertime is probably the most convenient time for people to take vacation, um, I think we have to break ourselves of that mold and, and thinking of it as the only time we can take vacation. Um, especially, you know, if you think about other slow seasons in your ministry, maybe that's a little bit later on in the fall or during winter break or, um, you know, right, bef- right after Easter or, you know, something along those lines. Uh, not putting all your eggs in the vacation basket during, you know, summertime. And, and that's because your, your staff, your crew needs to be ready to handle the people who are visiting your town, your neighborhood, your church for the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a great time. And this is probably the most important reason. It's a great time uh, for families that are moving to check out a new town and a new church. So people are doing a lot of church shopping in the summertime because that's when new jobs, new schools, new moves are happening and they're going to be visiting your church. And if what they see in the summer is not a true representation of what you do year round, then they're not going to necessarily like what you do. That's excellent. I actually had never thought about that, Chris, but that makes total sense because it was in the summer that we were, when we moved to Vegas, that we spent some time looking at churches. Although we knew, we knew very well what church we were going to be part of mostly because my wife teaches at a Catholic school, but it was it was a nice opportunity to see what some of the other churches around here uh, were doing. So that's a really excellent point that, that people are coming around and, and quote unquote church shopping for better or worse. And, and so this is the prime opportunity to, to show yourselves off, right? You know, what you guys have to offer a, as a church community. And just one last point, I think on the vacation, I think, you know, there's plenty of research to suggest that Americans, usually don't take all their vacation in a year, which is craziness to me because I always did, you know? Uh, and so, but it's also healthy, you know, to have breaks throughout the year and, and uh, you know, so taking a break in, in the fall and the winter, whenever makes sense, um, there are opportunities to do that. You are not go, 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 go um, the entire year. And, and so I think that's, that's healthy to do that as well throughout the year, even if it's a staycation, it's not like you have to go, don't go anywhere, but right. we've, we've done a podcast episode on vacations, you know, your own personal vacation. So we'll link to that, uh, in these show notes. We won't talk about that anymore because we want to talk about summer programs and why we do it. So 
Chris, you said people are shopping for churches, so that's a good reason why to kind of keep things going during the summers because we have visitors uh, who yeah. we don't normally get. Uh, Yes. So it's, it, you got to look at the beginning of your summer, the middle of the summer and your end of the summer. Right. And, and so from a youth ministry standpoint, um, while, uh, or a children's ministry standpoint, like you can have camps and retreats and things along those lines that sometimes can feel like too much of a commitment or a little overwhelming, especially, you know, if you're a little kid who's moved to a new area and all of a sudden you're doing a camp at a church that you don't like know anybody at, um, it can be uh, overwhelming in that sense. So what I will suggest to people is creating um, fellowship opportunities that are non-threatening, that are non-committal, that people can engage in, right? So I know for us at our church a couple of years ago, we were approaching summer and we were deciding, do we still do coffee and donuts after the 9 and 1030 mass? And there was a group of people who were like, no, it's summertime, we should shut it down. And that's when we talked about, you know, people who are church shopping or looking for churches or coming to the town. We're like, no, it's the perfect opportunity for them to connect with other people. It might not be as heavily attended because our regulars might be away, but it is a good opportunity for newcomers to meet staff, um, especially staff is going to be a little bit more laid back because we're not running the usual programs. So if you have a fellowship opportunity or maybe you don't, maybe you don't do fellowship the rest of the year, but maybe you should do it during the summer as a way of saying like, hey, travelers, newcomers, visitors, we want to get to know you this summer, uh, you know, stop by for coffee and donuts or a slice of pizza or, you know, whatever it may be that you do post mass. Um, from a youth ministry standpoint, one thing I started years ago and it's gone through different variations are these little summer small groups. Uh, we've called them different names like church at Chipotle, small groups at, uh, um, uh, small groups at Chick-fil-A, uh, Bibles and fries, you know, just, um, you know, uh, basically inviting high school and middle school students to hang out with us at these public, you know, eateries where we'll, uh, you know, at Chipotle, we're like, we'll buy your guac and chips at Bibles and fries. We're like, we'll buy your French fries at five guys hamburgers. Right. And it's just a chance for us to say, come hang out with us. We're going to do a little Lexio Divina, a little prayer, but it's really a great way for us to get to know you and you to get to know the youth ministry so that when we open enrollment and registration, you're not as intimidated to jump in. And it's a great chance for parents to meet me and some of the other leaders. Also, it's a great opportunity, and we'll talk about this a little bit, um, great opportunity for some of our new volunteers to get training um, and not jump in uh, you know, September when you're getting into the heavy catechesis. Yeah, I really love that idea. I mean, just go back. Remember when you were in high school, right? You know, figurative of youth ministry, right? And I just remember during the summer, man, I was so excited to get out of school for the summer. And then like a week after summer begins, I'm like, I'm so bored, yeah. right? You know? Uh, and, and so it's those little opportunities, Chris, that you shared that, that are good ideas where, especially, you know, you have high school students who have, you know, the independence and the flexibility to kind of go and, and go on their own and do these things and, and say, hey, hey, mom, I'm going to go to this church event at Chick-fil-A or wherever, you know, and, and, and they can, you know. And so th that's the key for me is like there's so much flexibility in the summer schedule for children's ministry, for youth ministry, and for all sorts of other things that people just have more time. Um, they don't have the crazy sports schedule. They don't have the crazy school schedule. And so they can do those, those wonderful things like work camp, VBS. But even, you know, I have found that uh, I would keep my youth, when I was doing youth ministry, I would keep my youth night going during the summer. And I found that during the summer, 
my youth nights uh, would, would grow, you know, uh, and I'd have more attendance sometimes during the summer. Now, not everywhere per se, but again, you know, it's because young people had that flexibility during the summer that they wouldn't necessarily have during the school year. And they were stressed out about school, homework, sports, work, wherever else they have going on. And so, and that's the key, right? If we're starting with relationship building and building community, well, let's find opportunities during the summer to do that in unique ways that may not be possible during the school year. So Chris, I love that idea that you share of it. This little small group model of Chick-fil-A or Bible and fries or whatever it is. It's such a good idea. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no. And so summer is also a great opportunity to experiment and try something new because uh, no one is in the same routine. Right. And so people are a little bit more open to change. Um, it's a chance to experiment with different like opportunities and, um, uh, projects, things along those lines. It's also a great opportunity to start training and recruiting for volunteers. Um, you know, I, I, I think too often we wait till the end of the summer to recruit volunteers because like the need is coming up. But really, if you think about it, um, this is an opportunity to uh, recruit volunteers to have like really casual conversations with them because they're not boggled, boggled down with their crazy schedules, right? Um, you're not boggled down with your crazy schedule and, uh, you can really create some opportunities where, um, you can build community amongst your volunteers and, and use, use the different holidays, right. Around that, like host a 4th of July party or, you know, um, uh, if, if you can, if you have a, a baseball uh, team minor or major in your, in your, in your town, you know, take a, a group to a baseball game and, and just have fellowship um, in that kind of capacity. If a, a big blockbuster movie is coming out, uh, definitely um, uh, feel free to invite them to that. So, I mean, for the most part, it's a uh, it's, it's good chance to really do community and uh, really uh, try to, uh, you know, find time to build up uh, that camaraderie with your volunteers. And then also, um, you know, do something a little bit different, like maybe like a book club, right? Because I don't know about you, John, but I spend a lot more time reading in the summer than I do the rest of the year. Um, I'm at the beach. So it might be a good time to say, hey, let's all pick up a copy of Rebuilding Youth Ministry um, or Rebuilding Confirmation and read that together as a group and, and try to advance um, our ministries in that regards. Chris, that's awesome. I, I love that you, you put your two books on there. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that's actually a really good idea, though. Those two books, if, especially if you're in youth ministry or doing confirmation, those two books are well worth the read. Chris did not pay me to say that. Uh, they are really good. So Rebuilding Youth Ministry, Rebuilding Confirmation, you can find them from Ave Maria Press uh, or on Amazon, of course. But I love your point there, Chris, because uh, the, the reality is that in the summer, I was always able to do real intense volunteer training in a way that I couldn't necessarily do uh, during the school year. Uh, I don't know if you hear my children yelling in the background, they're home with me, but uh, um, I, I just loved it. I would do like a, a month long, real intense training with them where we delve into deep leadership development with our volunteers. Uh, and again, our volunteers were both high school students, junior high students, and as well as adults. And we would just delve into topics and we would do evenings and, um, you know, like, uh, I think we did them on Wednesday evenings, but then we'd end with a whole day Saturday training that was a commission, a commissioning. And again, the training during the summer is the ideal opportunity to do it because again, the same things we've been talking about, the flexibility that's there um, that, that we don't typically have during the school year. So 
I can steal them away for a whole Saturday so much easier in, in the summer to do training than I can uh, in, in the fall, winter, or during the school year. And I, and I think that's true for every ministry. I don't think that's just youth ministry or children's ministry. I think liturgical, tra- liturgical ministry training is the same thing, you know, that there are opportunities to do some, so, some, some deep retreats. And, you know, because we always want to do ongoing formation for our liturgical ministers, but we often find ourselves doing it during the school year. And, and as a liturgical minister myself, I'm always invited to it, and I can never go to them during the school year because it's just too crazy but during the summer like yeah let's do it we've got the flexibility like i can come and do that but so many churches said no we don't want to do it in summer because people are away no people are not away i mean yes you get a handful of people are away and that leads me to kind of think about do a little bit study you know how i don't know about your diocese uh chris but i know in the when i was in the diocese of san jose I'm not sure how we do it in Vegas, but here in the Diocese of San Jose, when I was there, we would always do the October count, right? There's always a time where you do the official count. And so how many people are coming to mass each week? And right, that's, that becomes your baseline number. Well, I, I think it's a good idea, even informally, to do that during the summer. Get some data, get some statistics of how many people are coming to mass during the summer. Is it more, is it less than, say, when you do the October count, right? Um, because that's going to help you know, look, data is power, right? Knowledge is power. When, when you understanding the numbers here, it's like w- when you start to count, you may discover, yeah, there's a lot of people that are gone. Or you may discover, no, it's pretty much the same. Or you may discover, wow, there's more people here, obviously, depending on where you're at. But do that count during the summer. Find out how many people are really coming, right? Don't just assume that people are gone during the summer. Really take a look at that uh, and, and do a count. Of, do a, a handful of weeks at the end of June, right? You know, and, and, and count and, and use that data to help you measure what type of things we should be doing in our parish ministry. Are people really gone? I think we'll find that the yeah, maybe we'll see a little decline, but it's not as dramatic of a decline as uh, we might think. Right, right. And I think, again, it's because culture has changed. You know, um, I don't know about you, John, but growing up, um, you know, I remember my mom, my dad, would go away for the whole summer to summer camp, right? And uh, my dad would go away to a summer camp. My mom would, and her parents would go to some like vacation spot. If anyone's seen like the Mrs. Maisel uh, series, uh, when they go to the Catskills, that was kind of like what uh, my mom and, and her family would do. And I think that's happening less and less. You know, you're, you're seeing less and less families, you know, go away for the whole summer. And I think we have to, again, get out of that mentality that people are gone and that we shouldn't do things, uh, we, that we should just shut things down. Now, all right, so to recap, like we have to really look at vacation. We have to look at some of the programming and opportunities we have to connect with people over the summer. We should look at uh, how we're recruiting volunteers and, uh, you know, even creating that, that type of culture. Um, and, and I think also, again, and I, I kind of mentioned this before, it's a chance to try different things, things outside the box. Like if you want to try a new music style, you know, try a new music style over the summer in, in your churches. If you want to, um, you know, test out a fellowship opportunity, I think it's an important t- time to test out that fellowship opportunity. But like, don't be afraid to experiment over the summer. Uh, the, the, the last thing that's on my mind, unless you add something else, John, really is also summer is a perfect opportunity for us in lay ecclesial ministry to learn and grow ourselves. So um, not necessarily vacation, but like, are you going on any retreats? Are you going to any workshops? 
usually the big conferences aren't happening over the summer. They're in the spring and the fall and the winter. But, you know, what, what ways are you growing as a leader? So for me, in this month of June, I'm actually going through vocational training through, um, you know, uh, the uh, motivational core training with uh, Luke Burgess and uh, Dr. Joshua Miller. And so I'm learning how to become a vocations trainer for our students, as well as for our adult volunteers. Um, I know I'm going to be going to a conference, a mini conference in uh, Steubenville, Ohio at Franciscan University uh, to just experience a little bit of youth ministry. I'm going to be taking some of my student leaders to a student leadership conference. So there are plenty of opportunities to grow. And the big question is, how do you plan on growing as a volunteer or not if you are a volunteer, but as a uh, as a staff member this summer to fine tune your craft and then use it in the fall. Yeah, no, I love that. It's really interesting that you say that as kind of a, as we wrap up this episode, I'm doing a little bit of the same thing. I'm looking to start a liturgy certificate program uh, with a friend of mine uh, who's a, a wonderful liturgist. And, and so we've been going back and forth about different programs. And, and so I'm exploring that to potentially potentially begin this summer. You know, it would take more than one summer to do it, but, but I want to take advantage of the time that we have in the summer. The flexibility is like to at least get started on this certificate program, which I'm super excited about. So uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Summer is a good time for, for that continuing formation for yourself as well. Uh, and again, even reading at home, right? You know, I, you're right. I, I find that during the summer, I do read more uh, because it just feels less fast pace. It's much more relaxed, right? You know, and so like, I feel like I can, you know, before bed read for 30 minutes, because I know I don't have to get up at the crack of dawn to get my kids ready to go to school the next day, right? You know, it's like, where typically during the school year, I'm like, I don't have time to read, I'd fall straight to sleep. And when I go in bed, you know, and and those are the, you know, prime times for me when my kids are, um, asleep and not bothering me that that that's when I can read. So I have to take advantage of that time. So I really like that suggestion. Well, yeah. And, and anyone who's listening, we're not saying work harder over the summer or just to keep it going um, with the momentum, but basically uh, don't check out, don't shut things down. And if you feel like you end up working harder in the summer, then it's even more important to plan that vacation or rest in the fall. Um, I still think that taking a week long vacation at least is important um, in the summertime. And John, as you mentioned before, um, we Americans are horrible at utilizing our vacation. And so um, definitely take advantage of it. Uh, don't burn yourself out in the summer, but at the same time, don't forget that summer is still a time to do ministry. Uh, so yeah, if you guys have um, things that you do in the summer that are unique that you wanna share with us or the church podcast community, uh, email us at questions at the church podcast.org. Um, or you can reach out to John and I uh, individually on social media. John, you can find him at John Ronaldo. Uh, you can find me at uh, Marathon Youth Ministry or go to johnronaldo.com or marathonyouthministry.com. Or you can go to the church podcast.org uh, for our website. Um, but thank you, uh, everyone, for listening. Uh, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Help us get the word out there let people know what we're doing. Uh, thank you for what you're doing. And we hope that you guys have an awesome spring and an incredible summer. We'll see you next time. John, why don't you close us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of love, as we head into the summer season, Lord, we just ask your blessings upon us, upon our ministry. 
give us time for rest, but also give us time to be creative about how we might evangelize and connect with people uh, during the summer in our parish ministries, Lord. So be with us, send your spirit upon us uh, that, that we can continue your mission to create disciples uh, and to evangelize and to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.